welcome to 81 Points, where we talk about all things Lakers, hosted by two guys named Chris. Welcome back to another episode of 81 Points. It's been a while since we've gotten together and had a podcast. It's about what, like a week and a half, maybe? It's felt like it's been too long. <laughs> too long, too long. And... But again, it's the dog days of summer. Um, you know, everything's kind of in place. And I think everybody is just waiting for the season to, to start. You know, it's, it's the most anticipated NBA season in a long while. So. Yeah. I mean, it's the most open, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, usually we get like, we know like the two or three teams that can really win a championship. Right. The, the field has expanded a little bit more for this upcoming season. So, yeah, there's a lot of anticipation. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think everybody's in sort of, um, you know, the waiting period, sort of standing by. Um, but it's coming up, you know. Uh, you know, the season, the rest of the season schedule came out. Yeah. Um, so things are starting to solidify. Um, it's exciting stuff. We're here on a Tuesday night. It's Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. LeBron's Taco Tuesday. Uh, I think last time we talked a little bit about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Did you get a chance to watch that movie yet? No, I haven't had a chance. You to still watch haven't it. seen it? No. You need to go see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd like to know your thoughts. Yeah, on that movie yeah, yeah. Eventually, for sure. I, I after you mentioned the whole Asian, the Asian scene. Um, I started to see a lot of like uh, stuff on Twitter, social yeah. media about. Yeah, I'm down to go see it with. I'm down to go see it again. Yeah, okay. Because now that I think about it, I I feel like it's one of the better movies I've seen in a while. Really? Okay. Okay. So yeah, you should hurry up and watch that. But okay. I know, um, you know, movies aside, we're here to talk about basketball. Yeah, and I know that you had something that you wanted to talk about. Today. Yeah, and it's it's just it's kind of um, serendipitous, I would say, because. Um, you know, we're we're kind of we're trying to come up with some uh, compelling topics, some compelling content. For yeah, yeah, you know, as you know, we're sort of in the slow dog days of uh, the summer of the off season, um, but it's just kind of serendipitous because as I was talking with Chris about what we could talk about in today's tonight's podcast was a list, and lo and behold, our most favorite. Uh, former executive none other than mr magic johnson actually revealed a couple lists today well he's turning (laughs) 60 years old right so in commemoration of his 60th birthday that's coming up yeah i think he decided to put out together some top 60 lists yeah so did you take a look at it's hilarious that first of all i think it's hilarious that he even put these out um and good for him by the way like I'm curious. Like, I was curious to see what his thoughts on what, like, the best movies were, um, believe it or not. So, um, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll, it's just funny, I though. have it up right here. It's, yeah. He gave a list of his top 60 films. Okay? Right. <laughs> his top... I mean, we got to know what his favorite movies right, are. Right, right. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, like, this is the kind of shit that he would have tweeted anyway, even if he was... Uh, president of basketball operations. Yeah. Like, there yeah. is no difference in his behavior at all whatsoever. Which is why now that he's just Magic Johnson, we can we can laugh and We can enjoy this, it. We can love this content now. Yeah, we can, en- we yes. can enjoy it. So he gave his top 60 films. 
his top 60 athletes turned entrepreneurs. Which to me is the one that I really want to talk about. Um, that's the one that I looked at. Um, I haven't had a chance to look at the movies. Do you see any interesting... I have it right here. Uh, yeah, so what's like the top five he has? The Godfather, number one. Okay. A Piece of the Action, number two. Never seen that. Interesting. Bad Boys, number three. <laughs> Big fan of that Will Smith Martin Lawrence pairing there. Apparently, <laughs> I mean that is a good movie though. Yeah, that is a good Bad movie. Bad Boys One, right? I, I don't think I've seen Bad Boys Two. Well, what is he listing as the third all-time best film? <laughs> Bad Boys, yeah. Bad Boys, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, number four, Barbershop. That's funny. Okay. I like Barbershop. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That's good. And number five, The Best Man. Do you remember this movie? What is that? It was like Tay Diggs. <laughs> And um, what's that guy's name that's in all those movies? But it it was like Tay Diggs is an author and he (laughs) writes about how he like slept with the guy's (laughs) wife that he's about to marry. I've never seen it. Have you seen it? I've seen it. And is it deserving of the high ranking? It it makes a lot of sense that it's (laughs) it's in Magic's top five. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. All right. What's the rest of the top 10? And we'll move on to his other list. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Black, oh, classic. Black, Black Klansman. That was really good, I thought. Black Panther. Boomerang. Okay. And Boys in the Hood. So we're getting kind of a, <laughs> you know. Okay. He's I supporting mean, the brothers yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, rightfully so. Which is fine. Yeah. The, these are all pretty good movies anyways. Yeah. Um, so the one that I screenshot and sent you was um, Magic's Top 60 Athletes Turn Entrepreneurs. These are not... By the way, in or in order, he hasn't ranked them. He just listed his top sixty because they're in al- alphabetical order. I think. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. Oh, uh, is that why you're freaking out that Aaron Rodgers is number one? Well, not just the Aaron Rodgers number one. It was the fact that, um, yeah, the fact that like Carl Banks is number six, and Keyshawn Johnson is above. Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. Yeah, no, no, no. He, and Michael Jordan is, is 37. A, no, this is alphabetical <laughs> for sure. Um, that makes so much more sense. And now... I didn't think he wanted to piss anybody off by ranking <laughs> him. So he just made it alphabetical. Well, you know what? It, I don't really want to talk about this list anymore because there's nothing to talk yeah, about. Yeah, there's really nothing to talk about. So he did the Athletes Turn Entrepreneurs. He also gave a top 60 places to travel. <laughs> which is also in alphabetical order. And he gave top 60 TV shows, which is also in alphabetical order. So he's, he's, so he's not he's trying very, to, he's not ruffling any feathers here with, with this list. He's very, he's very magic in a sense. He's giving love to, to everybody. Oh, you know what? I think, oh, his top 60 films is also alphabetical order. That's why all the black movies are like up front. Oh. Oh yeah, You're, well, The Godfather's one though. That's weird. I guess he just had to. He, yeah, he has. <laughs> he has his favorite movie, but everything that else he why, he is The Godfather number one, and then everything else is alphabetical order. That's yeah. really funny. Okay, so he we were we were fooled by his list temporarily there. So those so his top ten films are actually not his top ten. They're just. Um, it's the Godfather and everything else, basically. These comments are hilarious. Someone says, "Man, you can't say top sixty and then do an alphabetical list," <laughs> which is true. Yeah, you know it's kind of I mean? true. Yeah. Um. 
Okay, so you 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 saw you saw these tweets. You saw his lists. Yeah, and that inspired you to do actually. What? It didn't actually. I just wanted to do uh, a top twenty-five NBA players list. Okay, um, but you know, great minds think alike. So the fact that Magic released, uh, you know, his his top sixty list, um, you know, it kind of kind of fits with with the, our motif today. Um, but yeah, I, you know, so I came up with my top 25 NBA players, um, and I didn't set any specific parameters when I was, you know, telling you to come up with your top 25, because I think that that'll be, I think that's going to be kind of part of the fun of why and, and how we're going to come up with the list and when we reveal what the players are on our list, you know? Um, should we discuss what our thinking was going into this when we, when we're putting together our sure. own Sure, yeah, yeah, I think that would, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we'll break it up into two parts. Um, you know, we'll do uh, 25 to 13 with some honorable, we'll start off with the honorable mentions, and then we'll do the rest in uh, the second part. Reverse order. Yeah, yeah. in reverse order. Uh, well, before we start, you can tell that NBA Twitter is very bored these days. <laughs> I know. We're talking about right, Magic's right. top 60 lists. And uh, there's really not much to talk about these days on Twitter. Right. Uh, thinking about how Twitter was, I don't know, around a month ago, maybe, when <laughs> Kawhi Watch was in full effect. Right. Until now, it's night and day, you know? Yeah, I mean, you tweeted out something, or you retweeted out something about how you know these young NBA rookies were asked. Oh, that bothered me a lot. <laughs> I know, I noticed that. I thought it was hilarious. So but... the question was, they they asked a bunch of NBA rookies. Yeah. Between Drake, J Cole, and Kendrick Lamar, which one do you have? Which one um, would you kill if you had to kill one? And they all said Kendrick. Right. Which for me, I'm like. He's yeah, probably the, my favorite rapper yeah, right you're, now. Yeah, you're, you're like the biggest Kendrick stan. But um, yeah, it, so one, it tells you how slow the NBA right now is. Um, oh, we're, we're just reaching for anything <laughs> right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but two, um, I find it hilarious because I, you know, it's just based on opinion, but it's hilarious because it, it, it lends into this whole you you have a problem with the kids like you're like very much get off my lawn you know what I mean these with these young kids. Well, are you in agreement with them or like what was what would be the answer uh, to your question to that? I don't know. I mean, I would I wouldn't I wouldn't kick out Kendrick. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe J Cole, probably. Um, I know you're I know you're not a Drake fan, but I like Drake. Um, I'm not the biggest Drake fan, but I like him. Um, his his success you can't really. You know what I mean? And I think the reason why uh, these these NBA rook, rookies, these kids love Drake so much is because Drake is such a, he's such a, in my feelings, kind of like, you know what I mean? Like Sensitive. It's very sensitive, you know? And that is, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just, that's the generation. That's the next generation of just like, yeah. you know, it's all about introspective you know being open with how you feel um and that's drake you think drake kind of represents this current generation i think so yeah of yeah. like 
what is Gen Z we're talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it totally does. I think it totally, you know, uh, Drake is very representative of this whole, like, you know, you're no longer rapping where you're like, oh, I'm this and that. I'm like the top of the, the food chain. You know, I'm the man. It's now it's like, oh, my gosh, you're going to rap about why am I feeling this way? You know, like, I'm, you know. I'm feeling sad and introspective about yeah. you know that's how the rap that's how rapping is now and I think well first of all Kanye kind of started that whole introspective thing with mm-hmm. the 808s album I was listening to that album it was a great day. album actually and it's actually it's still the test of time I would I would argue that it's one of his best albums oh actually. without a doubt and also it's you could say it's uh, a top two top three most influential album of Kanye. Yeah, I kind of. Uh, well, did it come before or after like Kid Cudi came out? Because I feel like that that's kind of like in yeah, the same realm, right. right? But that album was so influential that it caused it it it, it brought upon all the, the those rappers that had that same sort of introspective, like being able to just express how you feel and you know express if you're insecure about something or what you're <laughs> you know what you're feeling. Yeah. And they, that was all spurred upon because of the 808s album, you know? Um, yeah, you can make a strong case for that. For sure. So yeah. I think Drake represents that, that whole generation. So there was, when I saw that question posed, before I even finished, I was like... You knew they weren't going to say Drake. I knew Drake was safe. Right, right. I thought actually it was going to be J. Cole, but it was interesting that Kendrick was the one. It's but because it made, J. Cole just came out with the album this year. Well, I think also, I think the reason why is because Kendrick, to me, he's sort of a throwback. And that's partly why we that's like him. true. And that's yeah. probably why you like him so much, too, I think. He's very West Coasty. Yeah, he's, you know? he's a, and he's so throwback to what we, what we loved back in the day, right. like 90s rap, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Like, who would be the, the Drake of our generation? It's probably like Tupac, right? I don't know. Oh, man, I don't know. No, I don't think so. Who do you think would have been the Drake of our, or who, who... I'm sorry, not the Drake of our generation, but who would be that voice that symbolized our generation while we were growing up? In terms of voice, yeah, it would maybe be Tupac. Yeah, but I'm sorry, I didn't want to mean that. Yeah, I mean Tupac. Although you know, some of his songs were very introspective. That's true. Right, right. But yeah, you, you know, you didn't have Tupac singing. No, he was. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, no. and, you know, being in his feelings about things. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so back to the list, though. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What, did, you have, did you have trouble uh, putting together the list? I put together my list. It probably took me, like, five minutes to put together my list. <laughs> okay. We, if you're listening, you know, we, we, we spend a lot of time I, I putting feel, together lists. Yeah, I so. feel like the top okay we're we're gonna do 13 through 25 today right i feel like the top 12 for me was pretty simple pretty cut and dry okay it was i went through that i went through the top 12 a lot quicker than i did 13 through 25 let's put it that way okay and even towards the bottom of um like 20 through 25 is kind of like a little bit iffy for me and i did throw in some honorable mentions which means like they could have very well been on my top 25 list. Right. right. But I didn't really think too much of it. My criteria was going into this 2019-2020 season, 
for this upcoming season alone, like who would be the top players in the game? Okay, that's fair. So that means okay. So did let's do a little spoiler alert real quick. Did did Kevin Durant make your list then? Yeah, he's on my yeah, list. Okay. Yeah. He was probably the hardest person to kind of right. You know. Yeah. Same. Same. Um. Because I think healthy Kevin Durant. Oh. Without a doubt, he's top three. Right. Um. I mean, I would have no qualms about that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 but it's a little bit, it's a little bit tricky now with the whole Achilles situation. So. Yeah, it's very dicey. So that factored into both of our decision making when it came to ranking KD. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. What was your um, thought process too? Um, Did it take you like five minutes? Like, it took me- <laughs> no, it took me a little bit. It took me maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It took me definitely longer than five minutes. I think for me, well, because I actually start off doing a top 50 just because it felt easier to do um it i don't know it seems weird but it felt easier to do a top 50 um when i wanted like even trying to do a top 25 it was easier doing a top 50 because like out of a process of eliminating players Mm -hmm. i was able to pare down is what i guess what i'm trying to say so the process of elimination was a lot easier when i was doing a top 50 but um, I feel like the the top ten or so was really easy. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, I think when you get down to um the latter half is where it gets tricky. Right. And I and you know down the road we should probably like we could probably put a more like more well thought out list with tiers because I think tiers is where I think is where it you know. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say before we shared our list yeah was that and this is something that i think both the both of us have said numerous times on our podcast is that you know i'm not the biggest fan of rankings like player rankings because the difference between like number 15 and number 16 like there really is that not that much of a difference uh i think maybe the more useful sort of grouping is the tier method i think that serves yeah as a more uh insightful type of like categorizing right it's true because you know with the tier and defining that tier you can say anybody in this tier are very similar and if you go to the next tier there's a huge drop off or you can say if you go to the next tier there's not that much of a drop off but it's a step below you know what i mean so It, it, yeah, it's kind of like if you've played fantasy sports, it's a very similar thing where, um, you know, every player is so meticulously ranked, but when you see them in tiers, it makes drafting a lot easier, you know? Yeah, so, it's like just because, let's say, Brandon Ingram is ranked higher than Lonzo Ball, that doesn't mean that, it might not necessarily mean that he's like, a far superior player if they're like ranked right next to each other right you know so that's what i think that's kind of like yeah the problem with rankings is that yeah, someone sure. will see someone ahead of another player and automatically assume that that player is better or that's what they're trying to say yeah but that's it's hard to even say who's better than who yeah you know sometimes a but lot of times. I, I think there's going to be certain players that we're going to talk about tonight where we're going to be like that's crazy or 
There's no yeah. way that I mean there, there's probably I feel like there will be probably. so so going into this I know that you, you will think, for sure you have think one our player. lists are pretty different right now I think uh, maybe like 14 through 25 is pretty different I think that's gonna be pretty interesting because yeah <laughs> I mean I think I left a couple of I might have left Head a scratchers? player or two oh. out of my top 25 okay. that okay. Uh, you might uh, raise an eyebrow yeah over yeah. So yeah, let's get into this. Okay. Do you want to? Uh, how should we do this? Should we start with honorable mentions? Yeah, first? let's start with honorable mentions. Things players have kind of missed the cut. Um, for me, the players that missed the cut were. Let's um, do. Uh, let's do one. You give one. Well, first of all, how sure. many honorable mentions do you have? Um, listed right now. Well, I have. So I have actually a, a list, but I don't have it with me, which is why I took a screenshot. But I guess I don't have it. But I do remember, so I could probably list off at least four honorable mentions. Okay, maybe. yeah, so we, let's do one at a time. Okay, um, so honorable mentions, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't rank these guys right, for honorable mentions. Right, right. Uh, Kyle Lowry was, was one of my honorable mentions. And I did it reluctantly, because you know how I feel about Kyle Lowry. But I, I, I felt like, you know what, I got to give him credit. <laughs> he's a champ, NBA champ. Yeah. You know, he's, he's still a top, absolute top tier point guard, you know. Um, yeah. Head scratcher number one. Kyle Lowry is not even on my honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. I mean, which I don't think is like a big surprise. Yeah. I, I, and I don't, I wouldn't like, that's not something I would like, you know, go to bat. He's not something I would go to bat for. You know what I mean? Yeah. He would definitely make your top 50 though, right? Obviously. Uh, Yeah, for sure. So, you know, would he make your 30s? Would he be in your 30s? Probably, right? Very good chance. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, should I start with the with the most uh, controversial honorable mention first? <laughs> okay, let's hear it. D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. All right. That's funny. and we've talked about him ad nauseum on this podcast. Yeah, but so. that's you give. Actually, I would say you're giving him a lot of credit. It's a lot saying from you the fact that he's on your honorable mention. Hey, you know I. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be like a super biased, you know, uh, just, just living here to give hot takes, you know? You don't want to be a I hater, to, is I what you're to trying to fair. say. You're, not, I, you're trying not to be a hater. Yeah, I try to be fair, you know? So, okay. yeah, he's one of my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to remember because I don't have the, the extended list that I have. Uh, Brandon Ingram was on my honorable mention. Ooh. Yeah. And I know that that's... I get that. I get that if that's way too high, but I'm so hot because here's the reason why he's so high is that to me he's a two way player. And I think two way players are very rare in this league. Yeah, I just, I just have um, reservations when it comes to how he's going to be used. Sure. On the Pelicans. Right. Fair enough. And also that team is low key kind of stacked. It's it's stacked with a lot of like. B level players, I yeah. would say. Yeah, yeah. And I can easily see him getting kind of lost in the shuffle right. when it comes to like right. uh lack of usage on right. their part. Okay. So he's not on my honorable mentions okay. list either. Okay. Uh I did name a Pelicans player on my honorable mentions. Wow. Uh, Drew Holiday. Okay. And I thought I, I actually I thought you were gonna say Lonzo Ball. I would have been like shocked. <laughs> and I was 
he was there's the no one. way right okay so where would lonzo ball would fall for me he wouldn't even be in my top 50 actually he didn't make my top 50 uh, you know what i didn't even think about top 50 okay uh i i, I don't really know okay um but drew holiday was someone that i really thought about putting in my top 25 because you sure. like you talked about with brandon ingram i mean he's an even more established two-way, two-way player, player right. than Ingram at this point. Totally legitimate. Averaged right. over 20 a game yep. uh, this past season, and and we all know about his defensive prowess. Yeah. Yeah, he's... I would say he's in my... Um, he, he's, in my he's on that cusp for me, too. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons. Oh, interesting. He's okay. in my honorable henchman. Okay. So... And we all know how you feel about guys yeah. that can't shoot. Yeah, so, and that's the, f- look, if he was able to shoot, he'd be a top 10 guy. Top 10? Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who averages, what, 8 and 8. I would say seven, top 15. 7 and, seven and a half uh, assists, 7 and a half rebounds, 6, 10 point guard. If he were able to shoot, that's... I mean, I'm looking at my top 10 right now, and... Yeah. You're, you're I don't one, even. You don't he, know if he'd be able to he, squeeze. It would in be there. hard to crack this top my okay. top ten. Okay, but I I would say top fifteen. Yeah. Right. Okay. Comfortably. Okay. All right. Uh, another point guard on my honorable mentions, Mike Conley. He was a okay. So when I was doing the top fifty, he was a very interesting player to 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 place. So for me, I think he, he landed somewhere in the th- mid-30s. It's just, I feel like he's a hard player to just, because he's, he's older now, you know what I mean? And not old. He's older, though. He's a sort of elder statesman, and also... I don't think he's, like, diminished yet. Yeah, though. yeah. I, I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to say, too. But also, he's not a guy who lights up the stat sheet. He's kind of like a... Um, I don't know. He's a glue guy type of thing, you know. I mean, he's, like he's averaged. He's averaging like twenty a game. Yeah, which is, I mean, partly also why that that team is gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be trouble for the Lakers. Yeah. Right. Um. Like you're right. He doesn't light up the stat sheet, but yet he like last year twenty one points a game, six point four assists, three and a half. So rebounds. solid. Yeah. So solid. Um. Like if Mike Conley was on the Lakers right now. How how good would you be feeling? Uh, I I would say that the Lakers would be um, pretty clear favorites. Clear favorites, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that he's another guy that on my honorable right. mentions. Um. Okay. The other honorable mention that I had was um Demar Derozan. He was on mine yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. I, I ha- yeah. I have. Uh, wait. Go ahead on. on well, DeMar. I mean, I just. And that's me, like you were saying too. You're, you know, you're trying, you're trying to be objective. He's a guy that I just do not care for, because he's a guy. He's a pure. He's just a scorer, but doesn't have a much of a three. He doesn't really do much of anything else. But yeah. at the same time, the scoring aspect of things, it's at such an elite level. Like I'm just, you got to give him a little credit. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I, yeah. He's definitely a top player in the NBA. Yeah, like, you know, a player that's been, that was in the news somewhat recently was Dwight Howard. And he's kind of like a player that was, I mean, I still think he's a Hall of Famer, right? At at one time, he was the best big man in the game. And the game pretty much kind of passed him by. 
Yeah, and, and he was. I feel like kind of like that's a little bit what's happening with Demar Derozan because, okay. like you said, he doesn't have a three. Yeah, and that's kind of hurting him. Yeah, I, I feel like in today's game, still a good player. I mean, good enough for him to be on our honorable mentions for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think he. I think he has two way potential. You know, I don't really know necessarily how good his defense is, but yeah, I can see it. You know, yeah, him being being a good defender. I have, um, speaking of DeMar, I have another spur, LaMarcus Aldridge. He was, he was in my, he was in my 20s, late 20s. Mr. Ankle Sprainer himself. Yeah, he's, uh, he was LaMarcus. in my late 20s. And the last guy in my honorable mentions is um, Vucevic. He was in my, yeah, he was in my late 20s, 30s too. Just a solid 20 yeah, and no, 10 solid. guy. He saw another guy on my honorable mentions was Oladipo. Because, you know, he's injured. I actually, yeah, you know what? I actually thought about where to place Victor Oladipo to. Yeah. Uh, but he is coming off a pretty significant injury, uh, yeah. knee injury. Yeah. So, I, you know, I can see him. I don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season, but right. I can see him bouncing back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, for the most part, I think... I you know there's there's re- there's reasonable like arguments for these honorable mentions. Yeah, have there's we said nothing... anything crazy yet? No, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. But there's gonna be some surprises. I feel like. <laughs> all right, so I'll start off with my twenty-five. All right. All right. Um, Blake Griffin. Damn. Okay. Is he on? Is he even on your list? He is. Really? He okay. Is. Um. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's actually a huge compliment for Blake Griffin. Because he's had quite the journey, you know? He went from, like, this... I almost feel like he became overrated for a little bit. Mm Because he was such a high-fly act. But they were almost like these empty calories type of points. He was getting spoon-fed by one of the the greatest point guards ever. Uh, Top 10 point guard, maybe, right? And Chris Paul. Of all time? Yeah. Yeah, he's I mean, top 10, maybe. you said you said he thought I he do. could have been top two. I think I still I still think so. He could be, yeah. I might have to you walk would... that back a little bit, but I still think he's he he can be an absolute top five if, by the time his career is over. I think he's actually pretty solidly in the top five at this. Yeah, point. Um, I can see that. Right, but you know, Blake Griffin was at this time just a high fly act, just filling up the stat sheet, but. It always just kind of felt like empty calories to me. Right. You know? Um, and so for me, he seemed a little overrated for a little bit. Because also, again, remember, he was the number one overall pick. You expect a just superstar, super, superstar level type of player at your, at your number one spot. Yeah. I mean, okay. Interesting question. Do you think Blake Griffin lived up to the number one I, I think so. I think right? so. He yeah. did, right? Yeah, he, I mean, perennial yeah. all-star. And he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he, you know, he's a guy who was just basically a high-fly act. He just kind of dunked on people, and that's why he became so popular. But over the years, he's really developed a, a really good shot. His threes actually, he's got great form now, actually. And he's got a three three point shot that he did not have before. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's no longer the the high fly act, but he's still and he's actually a really good passer too for a guy his size, in my opinion. Um, you know, his defense is kind of 
it was never his strong suit, but but yeah, he's 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 at my twenty five. Uh, so this is a little sneak preview of things to come for okay. me. All but right. um, I will just say that I'm a much bigger fan of Blake Griffin, the Detroit Piston, than I am Blake Griffin, the Clipper. <laughs> so that's a <laughs> little right. teaser okay. for things to come <laughs> okay. on my end. <laughs> Uh, so num- my number 25 was uh, somebody that was in your honorable mentions, Ben Simmons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, and we're in that tier, same, that similar tier list, though. They're yeah, in that same he's vicinity. In the, it's he's in, in the, the similar same... range. Yeah. But yeah. I, he's in that range. Know, I, yeah. Yeah. It's hard to ignore 18, 8, and 8. Right. Right. It's, it, it is. And he's 6'10 point guard. Yep. It's, it's hard to ignore that, even despite his awful shooting form uh, did you see there's like a video clip out there that freeze frames bench simmons jump shot uh-huh. and at some point it looks like he's about to shoot a right-handed jumper and the, but it ends up he shoots a left-handed jumper yeah that's problematic dude and uh <laughs> like we both said uh, a couple minutes ago if he had an adequate jump shot he'd be up top at 15. least he'd be up at least 10 spots for sure yeah so, but as it stands right now, I have him. At it's a testament to his ability, though, the fact that he even he's made this high, made it this high just off pure ability, though skill set, his unique skill set. Yeah. Know? So and another another uh, number one pick, and I think it still remains to be seen whether or not he has lived up, lived up to that bill. Yeah, I I absolutely think it could be that that could still be a bust. Yeah, he so, still uh, he has a lot to prove still. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Okay. So let me. I'll, yeah. What's your number? I'll 24? go with twenty four, and this is probably gonna be <laughs> maybe one of the most surprising okay. um choices that I've made. Yeah. De'Aaron Fox. He's actually on my list too. I I just feel like he is going. He is primed to explode this upcoming season. Yeah. I. I you know, you prefaced everything, but actually, I'm in 100% agreement with it. And I actually think by the time, you know, by the time the next year rolls around and we do another list like this, he's, he could be a lot higher. Yeah, I mean, so, all the reports are saying that he is killing it in Team USA scrimmages, practices. Yeah. Um, he's got all the tools to become a star player in this league. He was a player for me personally. That was um, the source of a lot of heartache for some time because, you yeah. know, as you know, like we ended up, the Lakers ended up uh, drafting Lonzo Ball over De'Aaron he, Fox. He's the one that got away for you in your, in your yeah, mind. Yeah, but I feel a little bit better about things now. Well, not so much better, but I'm more okay with things because, you know, we traded all the young, most of the young players for Anthony Davis. And I feel like had. Had the Lakers drafted De'Aaron Fox over Lonzo, it could have still been a case where Fox would have been packaged into that deal for Anthony Davis. So we, we still might have lived in a world where we don't have De'Aaron Fox, right. even if we drafted him. And it's, you're just, it's a roundabout way of saying it wouldn't have mattered anyways now. Since we have yeah. Anthony Davis. Although there's an argument, we could, I mean, if we think about it too hard, it, he could have been the one that we kept instead of Kakuzma. I mean, you know. De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Davis? Woo! Uh, let's, let's, say, uh, let's say this upcoming Lakers team 
didn't have Kakuzma but had De'Aaron Fox instead, oh how would you feel? Oh my gosh. I'd feel, I'd feel incredibly confident. Yeah, right? And I'd feel as maybe we're talking about Dynasty, you know? Yeah, so needless to say, like, I'm a big De'Aaron Fox fan. Yeah, uh, and, 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 as, and as am I, and he's on my list too, so. Okay, so who's your number uh, 24? 24 is D'Angelo Russell. Okay. Um, Look, like again, it's similar ballpark, right? It's it's the range, same range, same tier, and I don't even know. I don't even think we need it. We've we've talked about this guy ad nauseum, so he's he was twenty and seven last year as a point guard. He's in a really good spot this year in that system, Warrior system. Um, we'll see. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a big season for him this year. This year will determine whether he's gonna be in that upper echelon superstar rare um rarefied air uh type of area on this you know on this list or in that echelon of nba stars or if he's gonna you know fall back and be just a really good star i'm really curious to see how he does this yeah year. it's gonna it's it's gonna I have it's no clue year. how he's gonna perform yeah it's gonna be a really big year for him so um he can be a, a really big mover uh following this upcoming year like i think I think it's an elevated spotlight for him, right? To be on the Warriors, for sure. Now? To oh, be for sure. in the same backcourt as Steph. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. And he's gonna have a chance to really shine with with Clay uh, shelved, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So twenty three, uh, is Devin Booker, for me. Okay. Yeah. Um. Did he? So I'm assuming he didn't make your list then. He's on my list. Oh, he is yeah. on your list. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, Devin Booker was a little bit harder for me to uh, place because... He's on a shitty team. He's on a shitty team and also like... So when you're... if To make this list, you got to either be just so otherworldly, like almost on a historic level, so good at a couple particular things, or you need to be really good on both ends of the floor mm-hmm. and so Devin Burker here was it's, it was kind of tricky for me because his defense is not good you know and it's and I, I feel like his passing is not anything like like I feel like he, he should be a shooting guard he's kind of you know what I mean isn't that what he plays well I sons? feel like he does a lot of point guard duties you know on that he had, the ball's always in his hands I mean they have sure. the amazing Ricky Rubio <laughs> on that team now so yeah we'll see if he yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's. I feel like he's shooting guard only by name only because he's always got the ball in his hands. But um, but anyways, I it's just his offense is so good that um, and he's so young, dude. He's he just, dropped seventy in a game, right? That he, is, yeah, otherworldly, right? Yeah. So and, and he's still so so young that I feel like this is another player that we'll see. He it's just kind of it's gonna we might look back and be like it's silly that he's this low. But he's because he's that he's that talented. I mean, when he was at Kentucky, he came off the bench. <laughs> that I mean, that says more about John Calipari, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, who's your twenty three? Okay, so number twenty three, I put Draymond Green. Okay. This is kind of interesting, actually, how similar I think our list is because yeah, he's on my list too. Yeah. Um. Obviously, like I'm a big fan of his moxie. Yeah. You know, he he comes to play, and you can always count on him come to play in the biggest of moments but i do have to say i mean his shot has gotten a lot worse it's kind of regressed to the point where it's like a problem now if this was you know 2016 draymond green then he would be much higher on my list i agree yeah there's some question marks with 
with his shot. But he's still good enough to crack my uh, top 25, that's for sure. Yeah, you I mean he's a walking triple double, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so number 22 for me, um, I put down Rudy Gobert. Okay. And he's. It's interesting because he's still managing to be a very good, very effective player playing a style that yeah. has that is you know not what the current flavor is in yeah. the NBA. He's like a traditional big, right? Mm-hmm. But he still is effective enough to impact the game on both ends. Like his offense is not elite, but it's it's decent. Yeah, his defense is elite. Yeah, his defense is elite. And he's um, on my he he's actually on my list as well. Yeah, he's he impacts the game enough for for him to be on my list basically. Yeah. 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 Um okay. So you're number 22. Uh my 22 was Darren Fox. Okay. So, yeah. You know, same ballpark. Um and my 21 was Draymond Green. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, I think we already covered it, but I you know, Draymond Green I think uh, this year actually is going to be a big year for him too, because I think uh, with with KD leaving, um, no more bitches on the Warriors. <laughs> is that what he's thinking? Yeah, I feel like he's thinking like I, you know, I got a chance to kind of and Clay and Clay uh, Thompson being shelved. I feel like he's kind of like this is my time to just with that contract too. This is my time to just step up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, um, did we talk about that KD article last podcast? Which article? Uh Chris Haynes interviewed him. I don't think we talked about that. Yeah. Uh you know what we'll talk about it when we reach him on our list. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah you true. know, because I have a couple of thoughts on yeah, that article. Yeah. Um Okay, so he was Draymond is your number twenty one. Draymond Green is my twenty one. Okay, my twenty one is um Donovan Mitchell. Wow! Now that we got our first, just Donovan Mitchell was actually like in my forties when oh, I was really? in my top. 15. I mean, look, the numbers are very unkind to him. I, yeah. I feel like he yeah. shoots kind of a low percentage, but yeah. the Jazz are actually a pretty legit contender. I would say, okay, right, for this upcoming season, he's how old is Donovan Mitchell now? He's twenty, like twenty four, maybe. Yeah. Something along that, along those lines. Here, I'll and, look it up while. You know, two years in the league, and he's already proven that he is the man on an NBA team. He's the man on an NBA playoff team. Which is a big deal, I yeah. think, you know? And uh, obviously, like, he's known for his ability to score, right? Uh, athleticism off the charts. Okay. And so I think he is primed to take the take another step in his progression especially with the roster the complement of of players that he has around him now right uh we talked about gobert okay uh mike conley's on the jazz now so i think they also got uh bogdanovich right they did so he has a lot of help with him Mm -hmm. and i think it's a primed opportunity for him to um take his game to the next level so do you think he's going to? I'm assuming you think he's going to be eating first on that team. I would, I would, yeah, yeah, almost guarantee that that's going to be the case. So, what do you think he's going to be averaging? Twenty five a game. 
I mean, what well, last season last he did like twenty four, right? Yeah, twenty three point point eight. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I can see like twenty five. Yeah, um, that's a big leap if he gets to twenty five. I think that's a. I think that twenty five marker is a big sign. Like twenty five a game on like a top five seed in the West. Yeah, that's right? a big deal. Yeah. Um. Okay. I guess. I don't know. Maybe I rated him a little bit too low. Then uh, I think you you bring up some good points. I think for me, I just always felt like he just doesn't do a lot of anything else other than the score. Right. And he doesn't. I feel like he doesn't shoot enough. I guess not shooting enough. Shoot well enough to make up for the fact that he's, um, you know, for the fact that he's just not really do. He doesn't really do much of all of anything else. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys where you look at him play and you're like. Oh, he can he can do so much more. Like the ceiling right. for him is a lot right. higher than what he's performing at right now, right? Right. So it's not like he's maxing out his ability right now. Yeah. You know. Right. Okay. Fair enough. I think. Yeah. And you know, going off my list, there's no way that I could put Donovan Mitchell ahead of Do- uh, Devin Booker. And so, because I already revealed that Devin Booker, where he's on my list, there's mm-hmm. no way that Donovan Mitchell would be on my list. Because I feel like Devin Booker is like Donovan Mitchell, like, just super, supercharged. Like a, you think he's better than Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, because, let's yeah. see, look, Donovan Mitchell is, how old is he right now? Uh, 20, he's almost 23, actually. Oh, okay, he's younger than I thought he was. Okay. Yeah. Um, whereas, uh, I think Devin Booker's like I think 21. he's around the same age as no, he's got to be like 23 now. At this, point. He's been 22. in the league for a while. Okay, so he's younger than Similar. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's 27 and 7 assists and 4 rebounds. And yeah, he's... Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So number 20 for me, Kemba Walker. Very similar. And... Honestly, he's kind of similar to Donovan Mitchell in, in this regard. He's like, doesn't shoot. He's not as, he's not the most efficient scorer. Like his percentages are a little bit lower than I would want them to be. But I feel like he has the capability to carry a team into sure. the playoffs. Like, I sure. feel like it's going to be interesting how, um, how the pecking order on this Celtics team right um hashes out because I feel like it's who are who is the Celtics who are the Celtics gonna push for to eat first? Is it gonna be <coughs> is it gonna be Kemba Walker or is it gonna be Jason Tatum? I think it's gonna be Kemba Walker. Yeah. 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 I and so. and I think so too. Yeah. And um yeah, I, and I'm a big, I'm a huge Kemba Walker. Uh, I like fan. Kemba Walker. Yeah, I'm glad you have, um, you have him on your list. He's on my list too. He's yeah. actually higher on my list. So, um, yeah, no, he's he in my mind he's underrated guy. And I actually I was bummed out to see that he signed with the Celtics because, yeah, I, I mean obviously he's not Kyrie Irving, but he's one hell of a consolation prize for me. I I feel like he was like the player if you. His approval rating across the league was very high. Yeah, right, you right. You know, like right. for, you know, a player that was not on a contender, but yeah. like didn't, doesn't seem like an ass. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, now that he's on the Celtics, right. it's kind of like we can't root for him anymore. Yeah, you know? it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um. Okay, who, who, what numbers were there for you? That was 20. Okay, what's your 19? Wait, you did you say you're 20? 
I I haven't done my yeah. Who's your Who's your number? 20? My twenty is Bradley Beal. I'm. You know what? <laughs> did he Did he not make your I'm list? I'm really interested to see how the okay. I mean, he's on my list. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm starting to realize which players you you might have left off in your top thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Bradley Beal, just a phenomenal shooter. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know. I mean, he's just such a good player. I don't even know if we need to really get into it. It's just the reason why I feel like he could be higher. He probably should be higher, but it's just the fact that he's on a really bad team. It's yeah. not his fault, but yeah. um, I would need to see because I I do place a little bit of um, some premium in your ability to perform in the playoffs. Fair, you know. Yeah. Um, which is why a certain player is pretty low on my list, respective of what he probably represents in the league. I don't want to, you know, I've already said too much. I've already said too <laughs> I much. I might know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. Okay. Uh, who's your number 19? So this one's going to be probably a shocker. So okay. this is your Donovan Mitchell. This is for me is uh, Luka Doncic. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So um, he was, I love this kid from the get-go. He was my prediction for Rookie of the Year. Um, when we did our predictions, um, he's, I, I just, I don't even know. There's nothing that he can't do to me. He's like, in terms of like, if you want to make a list of who you want to start a franchise right now, I feel like he's in that. I don't know. I, you could probably make a case top five. Right. I mean, that, that wasn't like my thinking going into the, going into these rankings, which is probably why he wasn't on my list. Wow, okay. So he's not even on your list. Then. No, okay. no. Right. Um, so I'm looking at his uh, stats from his rookie season. 21 points a game, 21, 8, and 6, which is, like, pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, do you think that he's going to take a jump? I do. Into year two? I do. I feel like he's the kind of player that... And, like, isn't he 19? He's, like, super young, He's right? really young, yeah. Yeah. He is... Let me see how old he is. Shot 43% from the field. That can be worked on. He was born in 99. So he's 20. Yeah. He's a super young young player and still just lit it up last season. What do you think? Um, how do you think the uh, Doncic-Porzingis pairing is going to look like? Uh, well, I think Porzingis' stock has fallen just... Yeah. It, it's got, he's gotten a huge hit. Um, I think Luca's gonna be eating first for sure, but I think Chriseps is gonna wanna get his touches, and mm-hmm. he will because it's a bad team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I think it'll be a good pairing, you know, because I feel like Luca's. I don't know. Luca strikes me as a superstar, that rare superstar player who's he's not gonna be bitching about like who gets to stop spotlight. He doesn't strike me as that kind of player. Right. So yeah. he doesn't strike me. Yeah, as he that seems either. like a really good kid. You like know? another Dirk. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, Dallas just, yeah, they, they hit the jackpot on this one. So I, I, I think it's going to be probably really good, really beneficial for Chris Stapps, too. Yeah. Okay, uh, my number 19 was actually Devin Booker. Okay. So, so he's... I did, uh, I did rank him ahead. I did rank Booker ahead of Donovan Mitchell. Right. Like, I think that would only have made sense, yeah. the fact that he... Like, the guy 
I, I think he's... Uh, okay, let me ask you a question. Like, How much stock do you put into if a player does really well that he's on a shitty team? Yeah, it's, hard. it's a hard like, question. Is Kevin Love the exception or the rule? Because he was like killing it on the Timberwolves, right? And right. Then, and then he went to the Cavs, and now he and then kind of got exposed a little bit, or he kind of Dude, well, his career kind of took another turn, you know? Yeah. Well, so do you see? I mean, it was the right move for him, though, right? I mean, he got a ring out of it. He's a future Hall of Famer. He got a fat ass contract, right? Out of it too, so yeah. right. Um. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the reason why Bradley Beal kind of. He's in 20. He's on 20 for me right now. Right. Like if Devin Booker, let's say Devin Booker was the one that went to the Warriors instead of uh, D'Angelo Russell. Oh, yeah. He. he How would that look? Yeah, he could be probably in the the teens, you know, for me here. Like 13, 14, 15, 16 range, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, he, I don't know. Because the situation that you're in makes a big difference too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I think all that comes into play. So I mean, I feel like his skill set trans- can translate to any team because he's yeah, right. an amazing shooter. And he's a phenomenal. He shooter. can score. Yeah, and so he can pretty much do that anywhere. Right. So I have him ranked uh, 19. Okay. My number 18 was someone that you had already named. Okay. Blake Griffin. <laughs> Wow, you had him high. I mean, I used to fucking hate <laughs> Blake Griffin when he was on the Clippers. Right. Um, That's actually you giving him some high praise. Look, like, like you said, he has really worked on his shot. Yeah. It's like a good shot now. Yeah. And that, as you know in today's game, makes a world of a difference. It's like It makes night all and the day. difference. It makes all the difference in the world. You know, and I, and I do have to admit, that his diss of Steve, Steve Ballmer <laughs> just that just gave him gave him a little bit more brownie points you, for me. You, you you pushed him up like three four spots just on that basis <laughs> alone. Yeah yeah. But yeah, I mean, I no, he's I, a great player. I think I give him a lot of credit because he adjusted his game to he the did. times. He did. Yeah. Okay, um, so who's your number eighteen? So my eighteen was Kemba Walker. Okay. Um, and I feel. I, I, I gotta say I, I kind of took into effect took into account that he's on the Celtics squad too, which is gonna win a lot of games. He's gonna get a lot more yeah. pub. He's just gonna be in a much better situation. Um but just a phenomenally underrated player. Um my number seventeen is Rudy Gobert. Wow. Yeah, so what number was Rudy Gobert for you? Twenty two. Yeah, so yeah, that's a pretty significant difference. So for me, the reason why Rudy Gobert uh, is so high in addition to kind of what you were saying about him so you know like i said earlier about how like if you want to make this this list this top 25 um slot you gotta either play both ends of the floor or be otherworldly in certain areas and for me he does that on the defensive end this is a guy who's a what two-time defending defensive player of the year is he a two-time defensive yeah. player of the year yeah oh, okay and I feel like you cannot discount that, especially right. in a we're in an era where offense is a premium. You know, offense is just actually not premium. I should take that back. It's offense is just every defense is a premium. Def- right. Exactly. Is what I meant to say. Yeah. Defense is a premium. And so uh, for me, I think putting him 
I feel like you it would not do him justice to put him any lower. Um, and seventeen is actually pretty damn high. So, well, let me ask you a question about him. Do you do you think Rudy Gobert is capable of carrying a team to the playoffs? Uh, no. Because like I'm looking at my list seventeen onward. These are all guys that I feel like can carry a team. Really? Okay. Um, see, I don't know if Kemba has because he's been on really shitty teams. Well, okay, yeah. When I say carry a team, I mean I can see them being the number one guy on a playoff team. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well, which I don't see out of Rudy Gobert. That's a fair point. I guess that's. I guess that's the reason why a lot of these players after Gobert, for me, I have questions whether they they can or not. Like a dude, Luka Doncic, I feel like he he can. I just haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, for me, uh, he's been on really bad teams. Uh, Draymond Green, I don't think so, actually. Right. I'm not sure because uh, he's been on such stacked teams. Darren Fox is not there yet. Devin Booker is not. Uh, he's been on really bad teams. Same thing for D'Angelo Russell. Um, Blake Griffin. Well, actually, Blake Griffin, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that's sort of the reason why... Um, Yes, these players are after Gobert because I think you you do bring up a good point. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Okay, so Gobert is your number seventeen. Yep. My number seventeen is um, Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I know he's on your list because you're a bigger fan of him than he I am. is on my list, and he is not in my fourteen through twenty five that we're going over today. You thirteen through twenty five or thirteen to twenty five? Real wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's number seventeen for me. Um, yeah. And uh, the guy can do it all, right? He's very skilled. He's a quintessential, most prototypical big man, other than our own, you know, favorite child, uh, you know, Anthony Davis. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I, I. I I think there are questions out there about his maturity, right? <laughs> right, right. As I know you... Uh, there are questions out there about, you know, how motivated he is right. and all that. And um, a guy that kind of exposed some of that okay. was the guy that I have listed number 16, <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Interesting. Okay. Uh, Wait, know, Jimmy Butler's your number 16? Yeah, he's my number 16. Okay. Um, obviously, you know, he's he's not on a contender going into next season, right? He's on the Heat. But when he was on the Sixers this past season, I feel like he was the one that actually showed up the most against the Raptors in that playoff series. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. obviously, like, we, no one questions his toughness. Very tough. He's definitely a two-way player. Yeah. He's definitely a guy that can be the number one scoring option on a team. He's a guy I feel like he could have been a lot higher had he not. He's got sort of some baggage, you know? Right. So, right. so I have him as number 16. Okay. Um, <laughs> so 16 is, for me, none other than our uh, favorite player, Paul George. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very fair ranking for me. Um, you have Carl Anthony Towns ahead of Paul George. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, for sure. I don't even think that's bias going in there. I uh, mean, look, no one fucking hates Paul George more than the both of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but look, I mean, this is me. 
I'm just going to go in and say he's and give him all the the praise in the world. He's an amazing player. Uh, he's a great player. He's a two-way player, uh, a finalist for a defensive player of the year. Um, he stepped up with his offense. The only thing is that for me, look, let's say, it, let's say this past year was the norm. He'd be a right. top 10, even argument for... I don't know, top eight, top seven, top six, you know, maybe he's you, just... You're pretty convinced that he is not going to repeat this No way, dude. At all. No way. And look, even if he does, I still think that's going to be not the norm. I, I feel like, I mean, what are you going to say? Okay, so he has these two phenomenal years. There's no way he can do it three years in a row. If he does this three years in a row, I am ready to fully say, look, I completely you know bosh this i totally yeah. missed it i concede that he was like a top 10 player but as of right now this is a guy who's what approaching 30 if not how old is he he's definitely approaching 30 he's 29 29 yeah, yeah. and you're telling me that he's this is the new norm it's just it seems a little far-fetched to me um but even then having said that he's such a a fantastic player he's one of the main reasons why i think the clippers are the favorites to to win it all um so yeah, 16. 28, 8, and 4. Two steals a game. He had a monster year. He had a monster year. year. Monster year, monster year. But yet, he's just number 16 on your list. <laughs> I mean, 16 in a league of how many players? Uh, 15 for me was uh, Butler, which I think okay. we're, we almost nailed that yeah right to a team i don't think we've nailed a, a, yeah. a single right. number yet yeah and actually i don't know if we will so we'll yeah see. i don't know if we will either okay so uh that was wait 15 was jimmy butler for you right yeah. okay uh my number 15 was and somebody asked me the other day who is your favorite player not on the lakers and i named this guy Okay. Clay Thompson. All right. So I don't know how much I don't know how much we need to get into Clay Thompson, but obviously, like in my mind, the most clutch player on the Warriors always has been. You can make a case that he's actually the most clutch player in the NBA. He's definitely like top five, I would yeah. say. Yeah. But you can make like, a case that he is. Yeah. If you were to say, who do you want in the NBA to, to take the last shot and name a player in the NBA? If someone were to say Clay Thompson, I wouldn't bat an eye. Right, but that's that last shot argument is only, doesn't really encapsulate all of clutchness to me, though. Sure, okay. You know? okay because like, enough. I don't think anyone would say LeBron uh, as the answer to that question. Like, not many people would, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you're unless you're a bronze sexual, like okay. for the non-bron sexuals out there, not a lot of people would say sure. LeBron. But yet he is a clutch player, right? You know, without a doubt. But yeah, I mean, you're right. Uh, I mean, when it comes to like taking the game-winning shot, yeah, he's. You can make a really good argument that he's the guy. Okay. And a two-way player. Two-way player. He's a one guy. One of the five greatest shooters of all time. Of all time, right? He's a guy. When you look at his stats, it's kind of a head scratcher, and you would think he's a guy that you have to watch the game to to know how much of an impact he imparts. Yeah, I mean the stats lie a little bit when it comes to Clay. Oh, right? a whole lot in my opinion. Yeah, because like you look like oh his rebounding numbers, his assist numbers are not Very really low. that great. Yeah. I don't even know that he averages a lot of steals a game, but yeah. obviously his defense is really good. He so. tees up. Yeah, he's yeah he's my um 
number 15 uh number 14 this you might <laughs> you might uh raise an eyebrow at this one so i actually listed bradley beal as number 14 and that is our biggest i think discrepancy that we have on our list so far um and you know I think the main reason that I rank yeah, him I want, so I want to hear high, this because we don't even usually talk about Bradley Beal that much, and it's interesting that you you ranked him. Actually, you ranked him ahead of Clay Thompson. Yeah, so I I feel like um, this past season, right, was up until up until this year. I feel like the way the Wizards was structured was that it was John Wall's team, and that Bradley Beal was to be like somewhat second fiddle to John Wall. Obviously John Wall went down with that Achilles injury and it was Bradley Beal's opportunity to like rise and be the main guy and I feel like he took full advantage of that. And he rose to the challenge. He let's see this past season he averaged 25.6 points a game, shot 47.5% from the field as the number one guy. Yeah. He's a, I mean, he's a phenomenal. Twenty six, five and six, basically yeah. was his averages. Yeah, and he's what? Um, twenty four. Really young. Twenty five, actually. Yeah. He's so, super young. 25. Um, I mean, I he made a believer out of me, basically on on taking advantage of that opportunity. Something that we had hoped a couple of our young Lakers to uh, would have done this past year, sure. you know. But he actually did it, so yeah. Actually, I I think that's why I ranked him so. High. I probably ranked him a little too low. Then yeah, I could see that. I see what you're saying. Um, it's just hard for me to rank him above like a guy like Clay Thompson, who's so battle tested. Um, like between Bradley Beal and Clay, uh-huh. who do you think is more capable of being the lead guy on a team? Well, I mean, you're right. We haven't seen Clay do it, and we saw Bradley Beal do it for the first time last year. Yeah. Um, I guess I put stock, or I guess I believe that Clay Thompson could do it. He's just he's on right. such a low team, right? That. Um, I mean, what they're for me, they're one one spot from each other. So right. It's like not really, right. I'm right. not really right. saying one is necessarily right. better than the other. Right. 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 Um. Okay. Yeah. No. That's that's a fair argument. Um. What number was that for you? 14. 14. Okay, so for me, 14 was Clay Thompson. Okay. Almost nailed that one, yeah, too. Yeah, almost nailed that one. Um, this whole Clay Thompson-Butler little uh, range here was, uh, yeah. Um, 13, so the last one, right? Right. I have uh, Damian Lillard. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm... I'm really curious about this next podcast episode that we're going <laughs> to record. But yeah, okay. Lillard Dame is number thirteen on your yeah, list. Yeah, and I I'm a huge Lillard fan. Uh, huge, huge Lillard fan. He's to me, he's a gamer. He's battle tested. He's shown that he could lead a playoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably. I'm trying to deconstruct your top twelve now. <laughs> wondering who. You, okay. Yeah. So he's. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> okay. Uh, my number thirteen was um, Kyrie. Kyrie, okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, he had an amazing uh, season statistically this past year. But, you know, obviously there was a lot of, he kind of has a little bit of baggage too. And I know, and I know you're not a fan of his uh, personality. Yeah. 
I'm not a fan of Kyrie, yet he still made my list and he's higher on my list than yours. But for me, it's me just conceding the fact. Because look, there's one thing that we can both agree upon is that his, his skill set is, is one of the few that's unparalleled, right? Yeah. He's a guy, his handle is amazing. Probably, what, top two, top three handle. Mm-hmm. Um, for a guy his size, he can, he can create his own shot. Um, he's, he's hit one of the, the biggest shots in NBA history. So, um, yeah, skill set wise, he is top five, I feel like almost just skill set talent wise, almost. Yeah. Uh, you can make case, but yeah, like you said, he's got a lot of baggage. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a fair ranking, I think. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I think I know your top 12. I mean, probably. We, yeah. uh, for the most part, it's the same same players. I right, would say. Just right. a couple of yeah. differences. It's gonna be interesting to see where we're gonna yeah place these guys. Okay. Um. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing the uh, top twelve <laughs> now from this next episode. Um. So I did. I did. Well, I know that we didn't get to Kevin Durant because obviously he's in our top twelve. <clears throat> right. I did want to talk a little bit about that Chris Haynes article that came out. Okay. Did you read that article? No, I don't think I, I didn't read it. It was um his first time speaking in public since the Achilles injury. Oh, you know, I saw a, I saw a headline of that article. I think it was something about how do you blame the Warriors for your injury? And he said, "Hell no!" Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I only saw the headline though. So that um he said that he also said that he made his decision to go to the Nets on June 30th. That's when he made the decision. Okay. And that it was always going to be between the Warriors and the Nets. He said he chose the Nets because he was attracted to their style of basketball. <laughs> And he said that uh, Kyrie also going to the Nets wasn't really a factor in his decision making. So what I'm basically Do saying... Do you believe that? Yeah, so what I'm basically saying is everything that he was quoted saying to Chris Haynes, there's so much of it I don't believe at I don't all. believe it for one, one bit. Because, for one, he is such a integral player... Of any team that he would join, that he could ask to play any style of basketball, and the the team would organization would be like, "Yes, sir, right away, we'll play that style of basketball." Well, if he's attracted to style of play, like who has the most attractive style of play? It would be that's the Warriors. That's true too. That's true too. Right. And yeah, you're telling me you like the Kyrie style of play, which is just give him the ball and move out the way. Well, I know it's it's funny that he said that Kyrie wasn't a factor in his decision making when we all know that they're boys and that they pretty much ushered in bringing in deandre jordan onto the team so he does care about playing with friends right like you know right playing with good players too not just friends and also i mean have we already forgotten the little um much documented um you know clip of them talking at the all-star game right you know i mean yeah that's 
I and you know I also don't believe that he made his decision the day day no of free agency. No way. When they had when the boardroom had their little video <laughs> yeah, already. Right. right. You know. That's and I, I know how you feel about like players and yeah. decision making. They yeah. plan this out like yeah. months and years in advance. Which that makes sense though, right? I would. They would. Yeah. If I was a yeah. player, I would. You're right. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of the stuff that um, he said was, you know, my bullshit meter was tingling as I was reading this article. <laughs> okay. He, you know, he, yeah, he said that his decision to play in the NBA finals was solely his decision. So he kind of let the Warriors off the hook, I feel like. That is a huge, uh, yeah, that's a huge admission to just. Defend. It's a big sigh of relief for right. the Warriors front office, I right. would say, when he says something like well, that. Well, he, I mean, he, that's a huge olive branch that he extended over to, to the Warriors. Like, he really did them a favor, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because had he said, had he put them on blast, um, I mean, that, that could really cripple an organization. He had the perfect opportunity yeah, to do so, and he, he did. didn't. Yeah. He took the high road with that. So this article came out, right? Got me thinking about Kevin Durant. He's a guy, he has this whole boardroom thing now. He's looking into other business ventures, right? Obviously, LeBron is out there filming Space Jam 2. <laughs> Talking about Taco Tuesday every week. Yeah. You have a guy like Damian Lillard. He just dropped a rap album, right? Is it good? <laughs> I've heard it's good. I mean, he, I, he's he sound- a really good rapper, though. I'll say this about Damian Lillard. I mean, I'm not... I wouldn't say I'm like a super hip hop head, you yeah. know? Like I, I listen to it. I don't I, I'm not I wouldn't consider myself like an expert in hip hop right. at all. Okay. But when I hear Damian Lillard rap, he sounds like an actual rapper. Yeah. Like he to me he doesn't sound like a basketball player trying yeah, to rap. There's actually a track, I forget which song it is, but there's a track that he sings with Lil Wayne. Or he raps on with Lil Wayne. It's a really good track, actually. Yeah. yeah. It's an older one, but do you uh were you all um were you like paying attention to the whole um Lillard Marvin Bagley no uh, exchanging beef no. or anything? Okay, yeah. He did like a Marvin Bagley uh <laughs> diss track, which is actually pretty funny. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you have Lillard doing a rap album and it and it got me thinking about the modern player today, the modern superstar in the NBA, it's like basketball is no longer the sole uh, concentration for these guys anymore. Right? Oh, yeah. They're focusing right. on other things. Right. And I'm and not, Kevin I'm not knocking them at all. Like I would, I would do the same thing probably if I was yeah. like a superstar NBA player. But it got me thinking about does a player like if if there was a superstar player that had a singular focus to be to win an NBA championship do you feel like do you feel like these other things are taking away from that can can a LeBron James can a Kevin Durant still um put their all into winning a championship if their energy is going 
Elsewhere. to other other places. Are you are you basically asking is LeBron James compromised? I mean, I'm not I'm not <laughs> pointing him. Out. I'm, I'm this is something that goes across the board to all these guys, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like Kobe Bryant. Why a lot of people love Kobe is because we always felt like the only thing he cared about was winning championships, right? There was a time where that's kind of like his reputation, right? Well, it was a, his reputation was that basketball was his first and second and third and fourth and fifth love. He was obsessed about trying to catch MJ yeah. in rings. So his folk, like, there was no doubt that we weren't ever wondering, like, oh, is he, like, spending too much time doing this or that? Yeah. It was always yeah. about basketball for him. Right. But we don't really see that so much with these guys anymore. And do you think that they can still have like a Kobe Bryant level of desire when it comes to winning a ring if their energy is like in other places? Um, I, well, I, I feel like it's not a... I, I feel like it's a nuanced answer to that, a question like that. You know what I mean? Because these people are not binary. You know what I mean? Um, for example, a guy like LeBron James, I do think he, that he, he's capable of doing that. Like when I read articles today about how like Richard Jefferson saying LeBron James wants to like straight up murder people, you know, like straight up, like kill people on the court this season, you know? Yeah. I believe it because the fact that he spends like a million dollars on his body, keeping it in, in tip top shape. The fact that like I see him performing at such a high level at his age, you mm-hmm. cannot be performing at that age 35 without having an obsessive um you know singular focus for me in my mind so a guy like lebron i can see that i and i believe that but i don't know maybe like a guy like for example kyle kuzma i don't know if he can do that you know i don't know if he if he's capable of you know having his hands on multiple streams of interests and still be like at the top of his game when he needs to be on the court. And why do you think that is? Do you think it's just an well, age thing? I think maybe, yeah, I think it's possibly it could be an age thing. I could, I think it's just in terms of like mentality thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it differs from, from player, player and personal person. Yeah. Because I feel like there are certain sports where you have to just like focus, like for example, like, you know, because I'm, I'm a big, I'm a fan of, like, mixed martial arts, right? Right. And when it comes to, like, the fight game, that's what I've noticed throughout, um, like, history is, like, that's when fighters get in trouble, is that when they're doing other things. Mm. Like, when Ronda Rousey started to become a movie star, that's when she got knocked the fuck out. Right. When Manny Pacquiao became a senator, yeah, that's when uh, Marquez knocked him out. Right. You know? And... Does that does that also come into play in 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 the NBA? Yeah, I think you it know? does. I think it does. But I, I again, I feel like it 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 differs. I, or not? Yeah, it's a case by case situation for me. In yeah. my opinion. So you think LeBron has the ability to like multitask? Basically, yeah, I, I do. I do because he's that. of all the NBA stars, he's probably the one that's juggling the most shit. Yes, right? you're right. But I think he's got the, the perfect team around him that can do all that. Yeah. He's probably got like so many people working on different things under his little umbrella. Like you know? Rich Paul, his right. agent. Right. That guy is like <clears throat> killing it. Yeah. Pretty much taking over the 
NBA. The, the sports agency right. game, you know? Right. And he's and we all know that, you know, LeBron is the alpha in that in that whole conglomerate. You know what I mean? Well, so, they, they, none of them would be in their right. position without him. Exactly. You know? So I, I think, you know, LeBron is a perfect example of a guy who, yeah, he's fully capable of, of, of doing everything. That would truly make him like one of a kind. Because mm-hmm. has there been another athlete that has been able to build an empire like this and still be at the top of uh, their sport? Well, I guess the question is... Because there are people, there there are players that athletes that have been able to do it. It's just like certain athletes have done it like after their their career. Yeah. You know? Um. But I guess to do it concurrent concurrently, I mean, you can make a case that Michael Jordan, right? He did all that. Well, he had his Jordan brand. Right. His his shoe. You know, he came brand. out with Space Jam too. I mean that was like a once that was like a one time he wasn't that wasn't his movie he was kind of starring in it right and I don't know I feel like LeBron has more control over mm-hmm. like his other ventures mm-hmm. like it's his thing mm-hmm. you know and uh Jordan was more like approached with these propositions kind of thing I see what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. but a guy you know now that we're talking about this like a guy that I think about that came to mind was Shaq when Shaq was playing, he had he had a lot of other stuff too, you know. Right. Shazam. And and I feel he had a like rap album. And I feel yeah, and I feel like, you know, Shaq is like one of the greatest players of all time, but like you can say and you can probably say that he could have been better than he was. Yeah. Right. But Sha- the thing about Shaq though is that I would have probably said that even if he didn't have all those other things. Because he was just a guy who you always read was, you know, you remember all those quotes. Um, if I'm going to get injured on company time, I'm going to rehab on company well, time. Well, that's what I'm saying is um, what if Shaq was just solely focused on basketball? How would, have, have, would his career have been different? Oh, yeah, he would he would probably be in an inner circle Mount Rushmore type of player probably. Like he had the talent to be the goat. Yeah. He absolutely like. did. Yeah. Yeah. But now He would he he would thrive in this this even in this NBA climate even with no three-point shot. Yeah. Cuz he's that dominant. Yeah, but now now he's remembered as what like a top 10, top 15 player. Right. Right. But he could have been easily like a top 5 player. Right. And some of that could be attributed to the fact that his attention was in other places too. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm wondering about mm. is with today's NBA superstar, there's so many more opportunities, right? For these guys now to like do other things like LeBron pretty much opened doors for uh, a whole other set of opportunities for these players. Yeah. So are we? But in my mind, are we, are we seeing the end of like the NBA player that's just solely obsessed with winning? But I, in my mind, though, I I don't think it's a. To me, it's it's not a question of like. It's more of a question of what kind of person is this? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, what's the person's makeup? Like. Kobe Bryant's kind of a good example. He's a guy who has sought things out. Maybe not to the degree of LeBron James, 
But he definitely sought things out even when he was playing. He also tried to put a rap album out. I remember that. Yeah, but he was like a rookie though. <laughs> yeah. But and then and then at at a point he was like, "All right, let's put these childish <laughs> things aside." But but you know, had he done really well with that, there's no doubt that I think he would have pursued it still on the side. If that if that album was like critically acclaimed and you know like won Grammys, you mean and- K O B E didn't vault <laughs> him into uh, the right. rap world? Yeah, like I'm saying, if if he did, I absolutely believe that he would have still like could tried to continue with that even as he was playing. Yeah. Why is because. For him, he's so ridiculously just ultra competitive. He would do that in any capacity, just like as he is doing right now in the business world. You know what I mean? So yeah, I would have, I could totally see him doing that, even in while he was playing. Yeah, and that's why, like for me, I think it's the makeup of the player, the kind of person that they are, more so than like would they get distracted. You know what I mean? Like if we have another player that comes up in this league, and he is ultra competitive as like met let's say a michael jordan or kobe bryant or you know i put i put lebron in that category um i could see him doing all kinds of things too but it, but yet still be able to juggle all these other things you know what i mean why yeah. because you know like it's just kind of like when a person's competitive when a person is wired a certain way it doesn't matter what he's doing he's always going to have that singular focus i want to win in this particular fill in the blank whether it's going to be on the court or it's going to be, you know, yeah, in the recording studio. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Laker fans, have no fear. <laughs> LeBron is still... LeBron still has that killer instinct. He, oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I, I have no worries about... I, I'm just... I'm, it's just, you know what? If you're listening and you want to do your part, just worry about the prayer circle go just build a prayer circle with you and your fellow laker buddies and pray for lebron to be healthy you know that's all, all you gotta these worry guys about. yeah everybody yeah all the all the key players the whole roster to be healthy that's all you gotta worry about because in my opinion if this squad is healthy we we have absolutely a really good chance of winning a, a ring yeah um the full uh laker schedule came out recently yeah, I think um, Lakers Clippers opening night. Oh man, it's gonna be! I'm hype about it, man. Yeah, and uh, we have about what two months to go before the start of the season. Yeah, so um, yeah, I think we can call this podcast uh, a wrap. Uh, we still have our top twelve. Yeah, there's some good, there's some good nuggets in there, man. Yeah, yeah. All right. I'm interested to see how similar or how different our top 12 list yeah. is. So um, please be sure to listen into the next episode for our top 12. But uh, with that said, we'll call this one a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to connect with us on Twitter, we're at 81 Points Podcast. That's 81PTS podcast. And our email is also 81pointspodcast at gmail.com. So please uh, connect with us. Let's start a dialogue, conversation. Think our list is good or bad or ridiculous. Whatever. Yeah, let us know. Um, Otherwise, yeah, thank you for listening. And we will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning into 81 Points. 
We are a Los Angeles Lakers podcast hosted by me, Chris Lim, and my longtime friend and co-host, Chris Lee. If you like what you heard, please hit subscribe and leave a rating or comment. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can get more episodes of 81 Points on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.